0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install Ream. Oh,
1: Triple M footy lives on listener. Replays, interviews and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, here we go. The countdown to the weekend is over. Something big is about to go down new round of footy starts now. 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 And every massive moment is right here. A
0: massive
1: arm wrestle. Massive hit. Oh, that's why we love it. To McDonald's and Reem Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy.
2: Here we go. Straight back into it. Biggest first round in history by uh, more than one measure. And round two begins at Penrith at BlueBet Stadium it's the Panthers against the Bunnies two pretty fierce rivals Penrith coming off a uh, loss and South Sydney coming off a very good win down in the Shire uh, it's the Panthers looking to avoid a zero and two start uh, not many defending Premiers have started a season zero and two uh, Wendell Saylor James Graham and Emma Lawrence your team on these Thursday night hello everybody Dan, good evening. Big fella, I haven't seen you all all uh, 2023. It's nice to see you.
0: Good to see you, buddy. Uh, well done on the cricket team, mate. I listen to you guys. Thank you. Did, you. Good, good job. So, great. Yeah, rugby league, mate. Great to be back. It's, uh, mate, has been nice and hot too, just quietly. So, well done to the players. And, uh, but, you know, that's why they get paid the big bucks. That's it.
2: <laughs> well, what's doing in your world, Em?
3: I'm just looking forward to this game because we've had storylines galore this week. So as a reporter, I've been loving it. You hate those weeks where there's not much floating around. You have to kind of invent stories or (laughs) try and get them to say something. But we've had storylines galore.
2: All right. Uh, We'll talk about the Panthers in a moment. But uh, obviously, Latrell Mitchell, he, 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 he does the habit of making it about him, whether he means to or not. And he just had a little bit of petrol on the on, on the fire for tonight, didn't he? Uh, saying, what did he say? The panth. I think he said, he said, in fact, let's have a listen. So you be the judge yeah. here. This is, is this on Channel 9? Okay, very good. Here's Latrell Mitchell.
0: Yeah, I think there's a few cracks in, in the windscreen. So uh, I think we can exploit them and,
2: and go from there. Now, Jimmy, he's saying what everyone believes. Of course there's a few cracks in the Penrith the windscreen. I mean, it's- absolutely. But, oh, look, but but it's still a damn good car, but he what he's saying is not wrong, is it? No, it, it's not, and I think,
4: you know, actually hearing the tone that he says it in like I think it's been taken out of context ever so slightly and it just puts everyone on edge. I thought he'd you know, I'd read the headlines and thought, Oh, he's he's talk you know, talking talking them down big time, but there really isn't much in it. I also read Ivan Cleary's comments, Coach Cleary's comments about it, saying like, Oh, well you better ask Luttrell. was like, oh wow, there's this feud going on here. But um, Latrell, Latrell's a headliner. He's a headliner, and you know, he's going to have all eyes on him now. But he's got to—he's a headliner, but he's got some balls on him as well. Because there's only one person in this league I've seen hurt Latrell Mitchell, and he plays in number eight for the Pembroke Panthers. That's Moses Leota. I've seen him rock Latrell Mitchell. The only person in the whole league I've ever seen rock him. So. Look out for that tonight on that kick chase. You can imagine one of Cleary's bombs goes skyrocketing into the sky and who will be chasing it down? It will be Moses Leota, I feel.
3: I loved it because we have a whinge when the players don't give us any personality and they give us the, oh, one week at a time, yeah. stick to of our structures. Of course you loved
2: it. You're a grubby journalist. <laughs> of course you loved the <laughs> well, quote like I that.
3: Wasn't, I did love it as a grubby journalist, but I'm sure that fans and players loved it as well. And you want... You want the players to create interest and just to be themselves. You don't want Luttrell thinking, oh, I can't say this, I can't say that.
4: Well, well Emma, you can guarantee there's people tuning in tonight to watch him. Absolutely. Like, th- so th- obviously our game is very inclusive and people like to watch a lot of the games. But you know headlines like that make n- non-Penrith and non-South Sydney fans tune
2: in to watch. They'll uh, you were known as someone who, you know, talked openly to the media. I don't remember you, though, before a game, bagging the opposition. Maybe I'm being naive or I've forgotten. that, that That's something what he said, and, again, you heard it. It's not that damaging, for God's no, sake. No. But but I don't remember you – you always talked about yourself and uh, pumped yourself up, but yeah. I don't remember you <laughs> bagging oppositions too many times, certainly not off the field before a game. No, no, because, look, I think there's a couple of things.
0: I'd like to put pressure on myself – but also, I'm conscious of my teammates not to put pressure on them, you know. We had a pretty fair side in and around the Broncos and the Dragons. But I just wanted to make sure because if, if I did put pressure on the team, there's a bloke called Wayne Bennett to get me in and just go, mate, listen. <laughs> mate, I don't care if you talk about yourself, but, mate, don't put any pressure. We don't, we don't need that external pressure. Even though, mate, you know, when you got Gordy and Lock in all these guys, mate, you love it. You know if you're playing your best, no one's beating you. But I love what Latrell's doing. Mate, he needs to be up for this game. He'll be up. And don't forget, he had a niggling injury too after last week. So he's doing it for himself. But also, I'm with Jimmy Graham. There's a little bit of tongue-in-cheek there. He's yeah. just saying, if you cracks, Mate, they've that, been virtually unbeatable for the last two years. But the last couple of games, we've seen him get beat now.
3: Keep in mind, mm. like, I think it was a bit cheeky given he played with a whole bunch of these boys in kangaroos camp. Yes. And they were tight as. So yeah. I think it's probably just some of my mates a little... You yeah, know, cheeky. Well, he, he wasn't he wasn't being derogatory and nah. really slamming them.
4: And and he's been truthful. Yeah. yeah. he, he he's been he's been truthful. Oh, we've and, and also, there for t- two t- weeks t- is
2: Penrith and they're, yeah. they're there are there are starting to be yeah. little, just little to, signs to, to that to Emma's, they're, to
4: Emma's they're point, not as good. To Emma's point before. Like the default answer or the easy answer to that is Oh, no, you know, they're back to back champions, and, mm. you know, we're expected we're preparing for Penrith Beths, we're preparing for the same
2: team as 2020. <laughs> and I've been pulling boring, my hair out saying, boring.
3: Tell me what you really yeah. think. Exactly. So, Thank he, you for that.
2: Ex- but there's one thing that he now can't, not that he would, but he can't shirk it now. He can't shirk sure it. The one you know, thing never, he, he cannot just, do, he it. doesn't know how to shirk it. He loves
4: it. You can see him out there. He loves the attention. I think part of him loves being booed. He loves playing the villain card. Yes. He loves being the hero. He loves kicking the goal that no one's expecting him to kick. And he just looks at the crowd and goes and shrugs his shoulders, gives them that look and goes, eh.
2: now I want you he to be it. honest. You've got a big smile on your face, Jimmy. Big smile. You've loved it. Oh, there's nothing wrong with those comments. Yep. If you are the South City captain and number eight, for instance, would you have now going into this game – we you've beaten this mob once in the last 10 games would you just be a little ticked off with your, your fullback?
0: Uh,
4: uh, if i was playing for south sydney say so yeah, uh, yeah. oh look uh, probably i'd say look we don't need that extra pressure mate but um, and you're out the back it's all it's all right for you Let, where are you on that first kick off or that first hit up eh, but i don't know i mean he'll be involved. Look,
3: but he but, he always and whether whether yeah. it's about the opposition or something um, external about a community issue, or he, he's outspoken, he's always a headline. So I don't think it's. Anything different for no. them? Like he's genuinely a walking headline.
0: That's what people either love or hate Man, I Man, I love him. Some people, I know some people at Souths go, "Oh, look, he's not my favourite at South." This is South supporters, you know.
4: Yeah, like, look, if Campbell
2: Graham said something like that, you'd be like, "What? what yeah. What's going on here?" But Latrell, <laughs> you're like, oh, all right, mate, no worries, we got you." Gee, it's a good game this one. And South Sydney, don't forget, they've got a couple missing as well. Obviously, you know, not the likes of Corusau and Kiko, who are no longer at the club, but South Sydney. Um, We'll bring Davey Moale. So he's obviously passed all the protocol. He'll start tonight. Daniel Saluka for goes back to the bench. Um, and also Jai Arrow is missing. So the front rower, uh, uh, Junior Totola, who's been huge for them the last year, year and a half, is out. That's not a surprise because he was properly KO'd uh-huh. on Saturday. Um, so Moales starts. Saluka Fafida off the bench, and Jed Cartwright as name will start on the bench as well. He only played about four games last year, but he was very good for South, and I think he might have got injured just as he was really starting to put it together. But there's no doubt they're a little bit weakened too coming into this uh, contest.
4: Oh, look, I think South Sydney will take a lot from the victory last week. Yeah, there's a, there's a handful of players missing, but... No, uh they have got all their, their their main stars in there and, and people like Latrell, Cody Walker, Damien Cook was good. Cameron Murray is the is the key person for this South Sydney team. He's a he's an absolute joy to watch. I think last week he knocked up something like 50 tackles, yeah. you know, fifteen, twenty runs. He was it was a special performance. He's a he's a quality player, and the battle between the two number thirteens is is one to keep an eye on in tonight's game, Dan Lise, yo. He's the, he pulls a lot of strings for this Penrith team, brings his big boys underneath, and same to, to be said for Cam Murray. Uh, a, a lot goes through both of the number 13s, and it'll be the same again this evening.
0: Mate, about five or six weeks ago, I did a function down at South Maroubra and uh, Jason Demetrio and Lachlan Ilius, they were two of the guest speakers as well. And I, I thought, I'm interested to see young Lachlan Ilius, because I've seen, obviously, you know, Braith manages him, and I, there's been a lot of raps on him, and I like the kid, especially after he got, you know, pulled off the field uh, down there against the Dragons, you know, and then he you know, obviously bounced back. And I was sitting there, and I could see... You know, um, the coach talking about you know talking about him, and I could just you could just see him growing growing from the second season. I know it's you know it's only two pre seasons, but that first pre season, you need a tester because there's Adam Reynolds pressure and all this. But I just saw a young man that went to the World Cup that did what he did, who was just really confident. And can I tell you, when I sit next to him too. Mate, the kid's ninety-two kilos, mm. and there's a thickness about him. And you know, and I, I, I said to some of the boys, I said, "Mate, I can't believe how big the, big the, big the kid is." But also, he's got a really nice nature about him, real old school. Like you know, it was when he was talking, and then I mean, he just talked about like just how he's trained harder and has worked on what he, what he was taking away from last season. And then Demetrio was asked a question. oh mate, what's the hardest thing with, um, you know, with Lock? And he goes, "Mate, he's a great kid to coach, but he goes sometimes I catch him checking himself out in the mirror."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I
0: actually said to Lock, I said, "Mate, if that's." What's he going to do, mate? <laughs> give will be sweet, mate. So, uh, but he's a
2: nice kid. And he's going well. So, looking forward to seeing how he takes on, you know, King Cleary tonight. Joey made some comments about him. Um, he's he's in the Lachlan Ilias fan club. We'll play yeah. We'll play them as we get closer to this game. Keeping an eye on the cricket as well. Australia, good start. Against India in the deciding test, obviously they're down two to one. Can draw the series. it should be a phenomenal result given where they are at. Two for one thirty-three. Australia on day one. kawaja not out fifty-six and Smith not out thirty-one. So those two have put on sixty-one. Uh, that's midway through the first session. Uh, through the second session. Have you seen that stadium? And I meant about. It's about a hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah. I saw they built it. I don't know. Four or five years ago, forgive me if I'm a little off there, and the brief was make it a lot bigger than the MCG. Okay. Now that obsessed yeah. with the MCG, and they had to yeah. be better than the MCG or bigger. Yeah. That yeah, hundred and thirty. Geez, you'd hate. Do to be they fill the it? No, I think they. Not quite. A, yeah, yeah. Knock just a hundred thousand, I think, have turned oh. up for day one so far. What about the prime minister? He likes to be like carried in. Do you, do you see his little? Um... Oh, I've seen more. I watched a bit of it on Fox the Cause... first session. I saw more of the prime Ministers yeah. than Usman Kawaja. I agree. Kawaja faced about sixty balls. Yeah. Uh, Jim Beam brings prime time. Said to be an epic match. That's for sure. And that's uh, worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. Wendell, Jimmy, and Emma here with Dan. Beautiful night here in Penrith. This is not like. The conditions last week, where it rained against Brisbane and the, well, tropical type thunderstorms against St. Helens. It's warm, but it's not stifling. Not a cloud in the sky uh, here as we get ready for this Thursday night clash.
1: Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready and McDonald's and Raymond Water. Triple M rocks footy. You can stop what I got
2: ready. And we do it for Ream Hot Water, Triple M Footy, and for Maccas as well. Head the Maccas for 10 Chicken Mc- D- McBites for just three. That's your thing, isn't it, M? The Chicken McBites?
3: Oh, I love those. The McBites, the McNuggets.
2: What's the difference between a McBite and a McNugget? The they're McBite? just like
3: a little... Um, like a tender? No, they're... Yes. Yes, they're well, like
2: that's, that. Now yes. you're talking my language. The Chicken McBites for just $3, you get 10 of them. The, the bites were a huge hit. You got Jimmy Graham, Wendell Sailor, Emma Lawrence, Dan Gnaeve. We are what about forty minutes away from kickoff here, Penrith and South Sydney. Great six pm game tomorrow. Five pm Queensland, Parramatta, Cronulla. So. Maroon and uh, his team. Are you part of that? You do Friday nights? I'm on the A team, mate. I'm back here tonight, mate. Yeah. Woodsy and Gerds, I'm told, will be doing that one. All right. So that's tomorrow night. That's one of the best. (laughs) That's one of the best Friday 6 p.m. games of the year. Speaking of that, um, Mitchell Moses. I think we've spoken about this ignores him the first couple of weeks of the season. He still hasn't made the decision. It's getting a little snippy, I noticed him. Were you at that press conference uh, yesterday or whenever it was where he was snapping back at journalists? For-
3: I was it's not it- there. Um, Danny Widler was there representing Channel 9. But I did watch it about four times over just so I could hear the questions each and every time.
1: All right. Well, this is what he said. You're 28, like you can make that decision for yourself, right? You should... Yeah well I've got management I've got management that make that decision for me so they-, they worry about that side, I worry about football. That's what you've got manage management for. I guess every week Rad's gonna be asked about it. We asked him about it last week he's gonna be asked about it. He's been good, I he just said yeah, he's been good. What do you mean fair on him? Well every week he's gonna to have to be asked about it. Yeah, he's been good with me, we've spoken about it and that's well. we only have to have those conversations. He's been outstanding through the whole process. So um, I've got management that worry about that stuff and I worry about football so. Do you think it's unfair to blow back your management? Get for I don't know this. It, it kind of dragging on. <coughs> I know you'd said you liked to have got it done by. Rambo. What's dragging on? Well, you said you liked to get it done by. Rambo. Yeah, but I've still got another year on my contract, so there's okay. still another year. But you, you people are saying it's your management. Right? That's that's people talking. Okay, but you don't think that's unfair? Unfair on what way? O- on,
2: on them. Are you getting it all annoyed? It seems like you're a bit annoyed with some of the questioning or something. I'm
1: um, of... not annoyed. Those just those questions there are a bit annoying, but because uh, they were just all over the shop.
2: <laughs> 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 All right. You wrote anything into that?
4: He's clearly frustrated. Like, he doesn't like being asked about it. Um, but I think there might be more to this than meets the eye. So, what I'd want to know is is the final offer in from Parramatta and is the final offer in from the West Tigers? Mm. And then you've got a decision to make. And then why are you taking so long? Not, it, you know, the, and I I think that there there might be some delay in whether or not he might get an extra year from Parramatta, and i think that's what he's waiting for players don't like uncertainty they want certainty i have i I think he he knows that if his requests are met in terms of the extra year he'll sign at para and sometimes these contractual arrangements are part of a, a game that you've got to play and I don't know if Parra have got their final offer in yet.
2: Well, look at Ken Munster last year. He was supposed to be Melbourne Storm made their final offer, and that's it. It's on the table. And then months later... I can believe it, yeah. He signed with Melbourne, and it was worth more yes. than what the final offer was supposed to be worth. So I understand the game he's playing, but if you're hearing that, Dell, are you thinking, oh, jeez, maybe his footy is going to start to be affected if he's actually getting that snippy? Yeah, look, this thing for him, he
0: doesn't want to talk about it. But unfortunately, because when he gets interviewed and we bring it out there, and it's Mitch Moses. He's one of the best halves in the game. Um, fans want to talk about it. Parramatta fans want him to re-sign. Um, look, I don't think it's going to trouble him too much, mate. Like, when players play, they get out there, they go out there and do their job. But what happens after last week, like, when they lose, you're going, oh, mate, you know, because his contract's not sorted. Yeah, of you course.
4: P- people are going to react to that, yeah. to that point, And based on... Uh, the result, not necessarily the performance, yeah. it's going to be. Oh well, you know he's clearly uh, he's clearly yeah. clearly distracted and or Parramatta are distracted because of him. Yes, like it's not even just going to be on his performance. He how can... he goes, it's going to be on the whole
2: team. If they get blamed tomorrow, him. If they sorry, if they if <laughs> they if they lose against Cronulla, a very losable game. Cronulla's a good team. It really shapes as a fifty fifty type game. They're zero two. He cops all the blame.
3: Absolutely, and it's not fair. But that's kind of the way it happens. And what's interesting is that players always, at the time, they'll say it's not a distraction, Mm. but they end up admitting once they've signed in the following year, look, yeah, it did weigh down on me. Even today, I was at West Tigers, and Luke Brooks was asked about his contract, and he hasn't been asked for a while. He's kind of flown under the radar, even though he's off contract. And he said to the reporter, oh... Um, Actually, it hasn't been bothering me. He said, why? He goes, because no one's asked me. But, you know, it it weighed me down the last year or two because every press conference, that was the only question I got. And he said, it did weigh me down. Mm. And thanks a lot. Now now you've just brought it up again. So they won't admit it. But I think there is an element of it being a distraction of sorts, whether or not that... It affects teammates, but, but I'm with you in the sense that I think Mitch Moses is entitled to take his time because yeah. if he's not yeah. 100% sure if power will go that extra year or has their 100% final offer, of course you're going to let your manager push to see if you can get that extra year. Like that's that's their job.
4: And it, And it's very frustrating in any walk of life being asked a question you don't know the answer to and where you know that your words are going to be taken out of context yeah. or used against you or whatever it may be, should you give the right... Like if you just say, oh, look, I don't know, people don't like to hear that and he knows they're going to keep coming back. So I get his level of frustration, but it comes with the territory, doesn't it? It, it comes with the territory. The access to players now is... We have however many press conferences a week and he's going to have to face these questions up until... It, because it goes
2: public with his signature one way or the other. I see. I see... This doesn't get reported on the back page anymore because you mentioned collective bargaining agreement and people go to sleep, especially now since the, you know there's no strike and we're, we're resuming as normal. But I see the NRL wants to bring the transfer window back to June 30 as opposed to November 1 the previous year. This, uh, I gather... Well, Mitchell's up at the end of the year anyway, so I wouldn't necessarily relate to him. But I just love that the NRL is trying to bring back a system that was bad yeah. in favour of a system that is worse. It's funny, <laughs> we're the only code in the yeah. world where you can sign for another club and still play for your current team. You know, you can go from Spain to England, to go from La Liga to the Premier League in, in a week. Players, but they now, don't have the salary cap. Play, yeah. I understand that, Jimmy. But players... The AFL has a salary cap, and they seem to handle yeah. a trade period after the grand yeah. final pretty well. Um you know, it does, middle of the season, uh, when a player is, uh, you know, moved on and goes to the Warriors, whether it's a loan or, yep. or, or, or it's a new contract, don't hear the players complaining about, oh, we've got to put the kids in school and we need more time. No, because it's an opportunity and they just jump on it straight away. It's funny how when it works in their favour uh, in that manner, they're okay with it, but, oh, no, nah, four months, I need four They have liaisons, you know, that actually organise <laughs> schools and houses. Anyway. I'm glad to get that off my ear. Yeah, it's good. Get it. Off my chair. Now, Jimmy, and you too, Em, had the privilege, the privilege of watching the Dolphins last week. Boy, that was a great day up at uh, Suncorp. And it's sort of masked over the fact that Chooks were just battered and bruised in that game. It was a it was a pummeling, especially up front. They've got injuries. Um, are there worrying signs there? Owen one but are there worrying signs? Look, th- there's no doubt about th- the class
4: and... Um, the, the ability of this Sydney Roosters team. But there'll be some things there that, that happened in that game that I think Trent Robinson will want to address and address it as of this week. And that was just how we, the ease in which the Dolphins came through the middle of the field. So they managed to generate one-on-one on, uh, one on one tackles or single marker and then Jeremy Marshall King just exposed that area in behind the rook, as well as um, Tabby Di Fado coming through there as well. Asarko making inroads through the middle. So I think that will be a concern. But it's it's certainly fixable. And uh, they've got some big names to come back in Joey Manu, Gradware mm. Hargraves. So th- they'll be better to that better for that and, and they'll learn from that. And the Roosters, they traditionally don't start well. So they, they build into a season. But they can't afford to, to lose too many games like that, and they certainly need to fix up that middle defence.
3: And I don't think you can ever really write the Roosters off because different scenario, but back would probably be 2018, I'd say, the year that Teddy and Kronk first came to the Roosters. First round, they'd played the Tigers at the SFS, and I was at that game, Tigers beat them. Yeah. Teddy was getting booed and everyone, all the headlines were about the fact that Kronk and Teddy weren't gelling and they've made a mistake. Maybe they shouldn't have let Mitchell Pierce go and the Roosters are in trouble and they win back-to-back comps. So I think it's sure, like Trent Robinson wouldn't have been happy at all, but I think we, we like to create headlines early. But and if I- they get
2: done by the Warriors... Do you yeah. think they will get done by the Warriors? There's a chance. I reckon, I reckon it's going to be closer than There's people think. There's a chance, I'm telling you no, now. I fear
4: for the Warriors. I think you're. Really? Gonna see a, I think you're gonna, I'm thinking, well, I'd like to see a
2: response from the Roosters. You'd hope you would get yeah. a response. Yeah. I, I don't but think But again, no worry, Hargreaves. And we know he yeah. is. He's a gauge, isn't he? He's he is coach. the alpha. Yeah. Um, that's Saturday afternoon. We're doing that one, 3 p.m. out at uh, Allianz Stadium. Now, Emma, what is doing with this story with Blake Ferguson? Can you explain it for those that perhaps didn't read the back page of the Telegraph today?
3: So, Blake Ferguson has had um, a number of surgery, or has had a number of issues with his nose. Most of us can see that. And under the um, rules, this is one of the things that the players have been arguing about with the whole CBA. Uh, it's not so much around the money, it's around um, injury hardship, uh, ret- player retirement fund. so that when you finish you can get funds to have surgery on an issue and things like that. So there is a window where if you have an injury, um, a busted shoulder, you never got it reconstructed, you can get it done soon after. But technically under this rule, and I didn't actually realise this until this story came out, because Blake hadn't been in the NRL and had gone overseas and gone to Japan, he's no longer eligible, yet he's saying, I've given so much of my life to this game, I've played Origin, Kangaroos, and on a technicality, I now can't get this nose fixed up. I, I think, didn't realise that was the
2: case. I don't though. think, gentlemen, he's going to get a lot of sympathy. He might be right here. I, I don't think he is. But he's not going to get a lot of sympathy. I don't think the rugby league public are going to start GoFundMe pages for him.
4: Yeah, no. but, but but why though, Dan? Because it's Blake Ferguson, or because that's part of it? You, you, I, that's I of saying yeah. that's fair. Yeah, no, but, but that is
2: that is. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's, it's unfair, yeah, but
4: it. I, th- I think that's yeah. th- these injuries were sustained while playing under the and mm. in in the NRL. And that he, what you do as a player is—is it be quite easy for him to say, "Nah, I'm not going to go out there and play. I'm going to get this fixed up." Yeah, but he's foregone surgery in the in the safety that I'll get this fixed up when I'm finished. Sure. A heap of players do it. And then life takes you on a different path and he goes overseas and you know he, he ended up in such, having some His issues. His punishment but is that he
2: didn't finish as an NRL player. Yeah, that, th- that's, that, where that's, that, that's where he's being
4: punished. That's where he's being punished. I don't believe that should exist. Yeah. These injuries were sustained while sure. he played under the banner of the NRL. The, then the obligation should be on that governing body, that sporting governing body, to fix the issue that he... Delayed due to the fact he wanted to continue to play under that banner.
2: Yeah.
3: I do think that, it, given it was sustained playing NRL, it should be covered. I understand that there has to be rules of some sort and you have to cap it at some point because you can't have, for the next 30 years, every year, guys getting surgery and paying for everything. So I understand there are rules, but the fact that he went over and finished, like, he's, he's only just finished. Yeah. He went over for, what, well, just over... Like eighteen months or something. Yeah. Like I, I uh, think he's entitled uh, to have it. He, he is, and I, fixed think up.
4: I think you've got to forget the name of Blake Ferguson and the, the you know, the, the public opinion split on him and what happened to him over in Japan. You've got to forget that. You've got to treat him as if it's any other player that's gone overseas to finish their career. Well,
2: and there's no doubt his nose was bent playing oh, rugby league. In fact, I can't remember the game, but it was in, It was a rugby league game where it was bent sideways. Bent. It was flattened, Dan. It was a <laughs> disgrace. It was a
4: mess.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was a was mess. It was an absolute mess. I don't know how he actually breathes. Like, has to be through his mouth because you couldn't breathe through that. Like, just... It is just like a garden hose. Yes.
2: All right. Yeah. Now I just I'm not disagreeing with you. No. But, I know. But I know what you're I'm just saying he's not going to get sympathy. Yeah. Because the rugby league public will go. Well, hang on. How much yeah. money did you make out of the game? Yeah, that's a... You also did a few st- stupid things during your career. Why? Why is now the game got to pay for your um, uh, situation? I'm just saying that's might yeah, that's, be the right opinion. It might be the right yeah. uh, stance but um, I think that's what people are thinking. Right, we're going to come back and we're going to start talking about this game, because it's a beauty. South's right in front of us here at the northern end. Um, they're going through their warm-up. Penrith at the southern end. One more question from the week. I'm going to ask Jimmy what he thought of Phil Gould's comments about HIA and concussion, and there's been a lot of reaction, and then we really will get down into this game.
1: <laughs> Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not and Raymond Water, Triple M, rocks footy. You
2: can stop what I got, really Yeah, Jim prime time, which uh, has 20 minutes to run. Then it's off to the start of this game here at Penrith Stadium. Uh, uh, keep saying it, a beautiful night here in uh, Sydney. Boy, it's been warm this week. We had a 38-degree day on Monday. Uh, nowhere near that here. In fact, it's cooling down very, very nicely. Uh, better give you a cricket update. Uh, Australia, uh, still two down. It looks like, yes, two for 149. My goodness. Kawaja 65, Smith 38. So they're only going at uh, a fairly slow run. Two and a half and over. Boy, oh, boy, that's a tea time score. Two for 149, but two wickets down. That's all that matters. And NRL Tipping is back for this year. It is all ages, free to play, and fun for all. Great prizes, bragging rights on the line. NRL Tipping ensures every game means everything. You can still get involved. Um, it takes less than 60 seconds to get started. So head over to tipping.nrl.com and make your picks uh, today, Jimmy Graham, Wendell Saylor, Emma Lawrence, Dan Ganon. Uh, I know you're the go-to Jimmy when we talk all things concussion. Oh, you, you did yep. that great podcast with the Australian. Phil Gould made some explosive comments this week. Now he's consistent. Gus will give him that. He's always hated the HIA situation, called it the biggest blight on the game right now. Now this is referring to things I don't think like Junior Totola. Uh, and blokes like Jack Williams who were KO'd. I think he's referring to Kalen Ponga having to come off when clearly he wasn't concussed. And there were a couple of other dicey ones this week. Biggest abomination in the game, James. It's pretty full on from Gus.
4: Yeah, I I strongly disagree. Um, Look, the independent doctors aren't there to pick out the obvious ones. They're there to see the potential for a concussion. And I think what the NRL, the overriding goal of the NRL isn't to ensure a team gets two points or a player stays on the field. They're looking at the long-term implications of our game and basically they are bricking it over the potential of a lawsuit. So, for example, in the Kalen Ponga incident, in 20 years' time, if you're in a court of law, you would say, Okay, did you did you know at the time in twenty twenty three that someone laying prone for one second or two seconds, seemingly unconscious, not moving, could have been a potential concussion? Well the doctor would go, Yes or the people in, in you know, the head of medical officer of the or anybody would say yes and then you would show that example and say, Okay, why then as a game was that person not reviewed? You had the technology yep. and the ability to remove that field that player from the field of play for a check they're not saying he was concussed they're saying it's for a check yeah and the game now again dan i'd be the first person out there to be saying to the referee i'm not coming off you're gonna have to send me off i won't walk off go away trainer tell that independent doctor to shove his hia where the sun don't shine but i understand now why we need to do this as a game and to to even go past gus's comments and to hear some of the coaches comments you don't hear any coach complain when a middle forward goes down after 22 20 minutes, minutes and that's right. the trainer comes on, taps the head, yep. they go in for a HIA, oh, miraculously, it's a free interchange and he comes back on later on in the play.
2: There's no one blowing up about why did the trainer take them off for a HIA? You would have done more study on this than the rest of us. Why is it a 15-minute um Period. Do you know why? Well, I, I think what that is is a compromise, Dan. So I think ideally, the medical
4: professionals would argue, l- let's take the risk completely out of it yeah, pull and pull them out of the game. Pull them out of the game completely. Let's co- completely, you know, reduce any risk of you know ongoing concussion symptoms, delayed ongoing concussion, concussion symptoms. But what it is, it's a compromise which works for the very nature of our sport. So it's similar, down to why, you know, when boxers after a fight, if they've been knocked out, they're on like a, a 30, days, a, 30 day medical suspension well, or, or, or a three month medical suspension, whatever it may be. But we can't afford to do it in our game because it's a week to week competition. So you've got to come up with a compromise here or there.
2: See? Well, it's 11 days if they're KO'd. I think that's the rule, isn't it? Or... it was to, wasn't it Cam
0: Murray who... Remember he had that incident in the finals last year, but then he still played the week after? Mm. It's supposed well, to be, yes. I, I think what, what disappoints me... Well, yeah, so that's a, that's another thing, Wendell, that it
4: is, but then you go to an independent doctor and basically it's not a concussion test. Yep. It's an honesty test. And most well, players... Yeah. Are, Have you
3: but, felt
2: symptoms during the week? No.
4: no doctor. Well, yep. if, you, if you want to play on Friday, you yep. better answer no. Yep. Yeah.
3: Do you think... <laughs> they should have the independent doctor at the ground. So I know you're coming off for a check, and it's not saying you're concussed, but...
4: The independent doctor doesn't do the check.
3: But even, should the doctor be at the ground to say, that person there, be, to, to, I, to to get a better idea, because to stop examples like if someone trips over and it's more a, an ankle problem or something, I know they're rare, yeah. but do you think yeah. it would no. be easy... I know financially it's probably difficult to have at every single game a, a doctor, but...
4: To the, game, the, sure in, the independent doctor needs to be wherever is the best position to get the okay. m- most correct amount of calls whether that's in the ground it's certainly not at ground level because you're not actually you, this independent doctor isn't carrying out an assessment it's just a optical um, picture yeah. that he, he or she is seeing yeah. to say that, 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 and... that could be a potential concussion Yeah, it's it's not about I don't care where they are whether they're in a bunker whether they in the stadium whether they're in the car park they need to be in the in the place which gets the most amount of decisions correctly, which I believe would be perhaps at the game with all the monitors. But then you might say, well, where do they go at the game? Can, maybe it's in the bunker where they get more monitors than even we do in here. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, where, wherever they get the
2: the most amount of decisions you, correct. The first thing you brought up was litigation. That's, of course. Let's be honest, that's what the whole thing is about. It the is. NRL is protecting itself. Right. They are an organisation. They are protecting themselves. And if it happens to protect the players, well, so much the better. Which means they're never going away from the independent doctor. You can't then go... There's no going back. There's no going no. back. because For the same reason you brought up, imagine someone now yeah. doesn't get uh, picked up by the club doctor, sues... And there's no independent doctor. Well, hang on. You had a system yep. NRL where you had an independent doctor, and now what? Now you don't. Isn't that um, you are basically admitting you needed an yeah. independent doctor? Yeah. So you've yeah, been the, negligent.
4: The, the, there's no going back. Where this is really going to be um, scrutinised is around the state of origin and the and the finals. Yeah. That, that's that's where we you know we hope we don't see an incident. Decide a game like that, but we know we know it's coming, and you'd be you'd be naive to think that it's not. But again, the the doc, what an independent doctor does is take the emotion out of sport, it takes the emotion out of people like me, and fired up coaches that are win at all costs and players that are willing to sacrifice their future health outcomes because we don't make good decisions about our futures, Dan. Not in the immediate, no. and perhaps we have to protect the players from themselves as well.
2: I bet you, and we won't be too long. This year, we went from you need three players ruled out. To two yep. trigger, I think we're going to get to a situation. We're going to be an eighteen-man game soon, yep. and it's just the eighteenth. As soon as someone comes off for a test, uh, they're going to uh, be triggered. They're yep. going to. They're, yep. It's going to be triggered. Yep. And yes, if you're a Newcastle fan, you're going. Well, how does that help us? We needed Kale and Ponga at the crucial. Well, that's you're not. You're never going to have a adequate solution to replace Kale and Ponga in that scenario. Yeah, and and the one benefit of this system is it stops players milking it and staying down
4: because Kirk Capewell did it here on this very ground for the Brisbane Broncos, got a little clip, went down, thought he was going to get a penalty because he would have last year because the referee would have stopped, blown blown time off and had a look. He didn't. Independent doctor took him off. No penalty. He
2: won't do it again next week. Let's be honest. That was a fabulous round, and not just because dolphins and we had some big games and um, big crowds and... The footy
0: was good, wasn't the footy it? Was round one? It was great. Everything was it because of the pre-season stuff? You know, the, some of those players that they played. Don't I mean, I forget, short World Cup turnaround as well. I don't know, but it was great. But also that speaks to not many yeah. stoppages. Yeah. That yeah. speaks
4: to what you're saying. The, that the, it was... the standard w- was top level. Yeah. For, for round one, the standard, and especially defensively as well, Dan, normally that takes a little bit of time. You've got yeah. your timing right on an edge. All that, your decision-making ability isn't as sharp, but the defense on display and the desperation, wow. What, what, what a start and to the year. So
3: many close games as well, like that Eels-Storm one. That's one yeah. of the best
2: games I've been to in a yeah. long time. That's it. But it was a good game yeah. too. You know. What I mean? You get some rubbish in the middle of a season, but it's 12-all with five to go, but it's still a rubbish game. We did not have that at all last week. They were all good games. I watched that game with Sterlo uh function.
0: function. It was good watching Sterlo, the ins and outs. and He loves to beat Junior Paulo too. So. And then at the end, you wouldn't believe this, but I had to give Sterlo a bit of stick after. <laughs> nah, <No. No. laughs> He's a champion.
2: How is Sterlo? He's great, mate. I, I saw him yeah. uh, I can't, last year. He'd never looked happier. Mate, He's mate, never looked he happier. He so happy. he just come just... back from the UK. Yeah. He went and did a thing with uh, Hull FC. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, couldn't have looked I, I, in I, a I better like place. It's yeah. just been to England. Of course you're going to come back. Happy. Oh, we not, actually
3: not, had a, a farewell for there. him for Channel 9 yeah, because we never right. got around to it because of COVID. Yes. So finally, after 18 months of being retired, yeah. we had a farewell lunch and... Um, all the old commentators were there. All the current crop. Fatty gave the best speech ever. Just talking about all the old times. Yeah. Everyone was pissing themselves. It was or laughing it's hard. Good, it's I, don't good. Know if I can say that. <laughs> were you, no, were you I'm too it? late. Come
2: on, Emma. Were you <laughs> last to leave as usual?
3: No, I had to go back and work and read the news, so I didn't think Did it all. Okay. For the best.
2: Okay, cool. All right, Triple M rocking the footy. Ready Triple M's footy prime time
1: for Jim Beam. It's set to be an epic match and that's worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly.
0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24 7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong.
4: Install a Ream.